Hello. Hi, Wes. Squirrel. <laughs> yes, you made it. I'm so excited. And it's a Friday, and as handsome as you are, I'm sure you gave up a few dates so you could join us. I, I, you're sweet. We'll just leave it at that. You're <laughs> me up. That's a good way to start the conversation. I'm so excited. When there's a lot of buzz about you on my channel, people have been t talking and telling me about you. So I'll try to uh, to focus. <laughs> I'm I'm excited. Wow, I feel so special. Okay, so guys and gals who are going to be joining us for this YouTube. Um, Google Plus Hangout chat. We are going to talk today about how to overcome shyness, social anxiety, and the fear of rejection. It's the holidays, and you know, some of us love the holidays because it's a time for family and togetherness and being with the one you love. And then there's those of us who kind of hate it because. <laughs> Um, we don't feel like we have the we want those connections, but we don't feel like we know how to get them, or you know maybe there's some other stuff going on. But the great thing about this time of year is that there's so many parties and opportunities to um, to get to know new people and get out there and meet people. Um, and if you if you have if you're assertive, if you're if you're gregarious, that's a great opportunity to meet people, right? But if you're shy, if you're reserved, if you're a little afraid of rejection because, you know, things have not always gone well when you put yourself out there, then sometimes you get a little reserved and then you get into a rut and sometimes it makes you feel um, frustrated because you want these things. You want to be, um, you know, with a companion and you want to have those connections, but you might not necessarily know how to establish them um, because you feel awkward, right? Yeah, when you, you talk about confidence, there's I know a lot of guys and girls who are confident and amazing in what they do. A good friend of mine is this incredible teacher, but he's not confident uh, in that area and in, in, in putting yourself on the line and and and, and reaching out to someone in, in the romance department. So it, it affects a lot of us. I'm one of them. And, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, okay, so you guys, who I have with me on um, the Hangout is Wes Murphy, and you need to check out his YouTube channel because he has a whole series of inter uh, uh, on interracial dating, but he's, he talks about a lot of different things, and if you can tell by his voice, um, he is a Southern gentleman, <laughs> and um, I spoke with, with Wes briefly, and he told me that he himself had to overcome social awkwardness and shyness, and I'm like, what? A great-looking guy like you? I mean, what was going on there? I'll start by saying, uh, I heard a gentleman say, make your mess your message. So in a sense, when you face, when you have trouble with something, and I'm speaking straight from my experience, um, I, had, I, I had trouble, a lot of trouble connecting, not just with women, but with guys also, but more so with women. I, the reason I'm not sure, it could be a product of, of my parents, maybe not uh, showing the best example. Uh, I know a coping mechanism I used was being funny, but there was nothing below the surface. I couldn't engage further than that. And, uh, and, and I've also called myself, and others have called me, a creep. So 
I'm guilty of all those things that girls go, oh, that's kind of creepy. That's right here. So that's what was going on. Uh, low self-esteem, low confidence, insecure, not knowing who I was, all, all of the above. That's that's the past. So what changed things for you? Obviously, I mean, you've got a YouTube channel, but you're also a, a host. You're out here in L.A. You moved from Tennessee to Santa Monica. So yeah. you're in sort of the Hollywood crowd. And yeah. if you want to survive in this industry, you, you can't really afford to be shy, and you certainly can't be um, afraid to face rejection. Uh, true. I've certainly put myself on the line in auditions and in and, and the host, and that's tough. I am, I'll say this, I am afraid to face rejection, but it doesn't stop me. I'll still go and do it anyway. Um, that makes me think of a, uh, when we get to our points, because I got three points about how to overcome, but it comes up right now, Chris. Do you see this? Yes, getting real. Getting real. And one of my favorite quotes was, express your wants even if you have a little chance of getting what you're asking for. Mm. So uh, I, I don't recall exactly what the question was, but I thought, you know what, regardless of the result, I'm, I'm going to go for what I want. And it started with this, 27 years, I'm 32 today, 27 years today? old, I'm John. birthday or just 32 just in general? I'm 30, you turn 32 in October. Okay. <laughs> Just when joking. I was 27, I'm jogging out in a park in Studio City. Uh, I have a panic attack. Have you ever had one of those? Yes, I have. Yes. I have what is called, and I've been very open about it, um, I have what is called general anxiety disorder, where... Um, certain triggers will cause me to just have excessive worrying and um, you know then sometimes the, the panic comes in and the, the heart palpitations and all of that. Uh, well I'm gonna have to study up on your channel. I was watching some of your videos today. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, just straight up, straight up. I was, are you the backup booty title got to me? What's going on here? Um, <laughs> I'm a Nobody guy. Nobody wants to be the backup booty. Nobody. <laughs> so I, I, well, good. Well, I, we relate then because I've had anxiety. I think it's a learned way of thinking, and uh, but it came out in a panic attack. One of the best things that ever happened to me because I go to the emergency room. Um, I, I thought I was dying, and I tell the doctor, I'm dying. I look at him and I say, I'm dying. Speaking of birthdays, I went on my birthday when I was 27. <laughs> That's when it happened. And uh, he goes, you're fine. We've done, we ran all the tests. You're okay. And I said, well, what, do you, what should I do? And he goes, uh, get a therapist. It's probably you had a panic attack. You got some stuff to work on. <laughs> so when you ask me what changed is the panic attack caused me to take a big internal look. Uh, it's not... It's not super exciting, but over the, uh, the, the, the past five years and up right now to, to when we're talking, it's a steady effort at uh, under, understanding how I operate, how I think, and changing my thinking. And, and how did your anxiety affect your interpersonal relationships, specifically your relationships with, with women? Okay, the... 
and this is point number three. I have basically three points. Uh, of, of if we how, can dive into the points, I think maybe we should. Because, well, yeah, go ahead. Because I, 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 the reason why I picked you is because after we had the conversation, of course you're, you know, great looking and you're, you're great for my YouTube channel because, you know, women like hot looking guys. But I really liked um, your series that you did on interracial dating and, um, and specifically. When I get the notes from from men who are interested in dating, particularly black women, is that they have this fear of rejection. They they have they have this fear that oh she would never want to date me, and why would somebody who's like that want somebody like like me? Yes. And there's a lot of hesitancy, and so it causes frustration on both parties because. You know, we black women, we see you guys staring at us. We see you looking at us. You know, you're not making a move. And you're from the South, so you know about tradition. And, you know, it's just traditionally most women want men to make the first move. But some are so scared to make that move. And when I heard that you had a similar experience and ways that you sort of overcame it, that intrigued me. So I'm I'm interested to hearing of how you you know came up with sort of your action plan on how you overcame that. You got it. Yeah, I I listed three exact things. Uh, I, and by the way, I don't claim to be a thought leader in this world at all. I can just tell you a few things and and, and your viewers a few things I've done that have helped me. And the question you asked a moment ago is. Uh, what you spoke to a moment ago is ask, I wrote down, ask myself better questions. You said just a second ago, why would this girl want to, want to date me? And what kind of dialogue with yourself is that? I think Anthony Robbins said uh, a measure, or maybe he stole it from someone, measure of a man's life is equal to the uh, quality of questions he asks himself. So hmm. I wrote down, uh, instead of, Wow, would this person want me? Oh my goodness! Or what would they? Why would they ever go out with me? I ask myself questions like, um, Why do I want a connection with this person? Hmm. Am I looking for val? And, and do I want validation? And that's been my thing for years. I've wanted a girl to say yes to me, so I could feel better about myself. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so why? But uh, what? Why do I want a connection with this person? What can I offer this person? You know, there's an idea that um, instead of asking what, what I could gain, I'll give you a perfect example. I was out and about uh, last week, and I met this girl that I was working with. Uh, we're, we, we both do presentation work mm -hmm. uh, for various brands. And I was presenting. She was next door presenting. And I say, oh, my goodness, this girl, so beautiful, her shape, crazy. <laughs> I find out she's done some McDonald's commercials. She's like that McDonald's girl smile. Black, of course. You know, I'm attracted to to, to all women, but I like black women, too. Mm -hmm. uh, and so uh, I send her an email. I get her information, uh, and I can we can break down how I got her information later. I send her an email. Yeah, I would like to know this. <laughs> I think the men would like to know this. Oh, yeah, that just that point. 
Yeah. <laughs> me, uh, something back and I respond and then she's nothing. And immediately I started thinking to myself, I got to get her. I got to get her on the, and I went, wait, whoa, whoa, calm down. And I started instead, this might seem crazy, or, but I started in my meditation and prayer asking, um, I asked myself, why, why do I really have a need for her to respond right now? And why do I want to get her to, that's today. That is right now. Okay. And so in my prayer, I started asking uh, for good things for her life to come to her and, and kind of trusting my higher power with uh, if we connect again. Um, what, what I know I don't want, what I know I want to do is connect from a place of love and not need. You know, when I respond to her, it's not going to be out of a, a neediness of I need her acceptance. So basically having a confidence in yourself. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I did a video earlier today yeah. um, that, I, that, re, that I released talking about, um, you know, having confidence and how women are attracted to men who have a good command of, their person. Yeah. And that is so very attractive. I mean, he doesn't have to be the greatest looking guy, but there's something about a man who is very self-assured and confident and in control of, of his person. It makes you intrigued. It makes you want to know more about, well, why is this guy... He's like the most interesting man in the world. You know those commercials? The most oh, interesting yeah. man in the world. <laughs> He's living his life, right? That's I mean, right. Yeah. Um, I think that kind of, uh, you know, I want to speak to that confidence. How do you get that confidence? Some of my viewers say, Wes, how in the world can I have confidence when I have had only horrible experiences? I've been rejected. Uh, and, and uh, that's my point number one. I'm jumping from point three to point one, Chris. Okay. And do I, I'm new to your channel. Do I call you Chris or can I, in my mind, I want to call you the swirl. You can call me Chris or you can call me the girl who swirls. Yeah, girl who swirls. I'm the emotional <laughs> warrior, by the way. Huh? I'm the, um, it's Wes, the emotional warrior. Ah, oh, Wes, the emotional warrior. I love All that. Right. The girl we'll who's uh, West, the emotional warrior. Point number one, face the fear. And now this builds confidence. Here's what I did. I realized, man, I don't want this to be my experience, my past, my past 10 years to be my next 10 years experience. So I thought, what can I do? And uh, I started talking to people. I started talking to girls. Uh, I, I would just open myself up to people saying, I'm looking to connect. And here's what I did. I said to myself, I'm going to go. Now, I don't go to the club. Do you go out Do you go out dancing into the club and do fun stuff like normal people? I used to when I was, when I was single, and I absolutely hated it. I hated it. It was horrible. I've I felt never... like a piece of meat, like waiting to be picked. It was horrible. <laughs> I have never uh, enjoyed going. I don't drink. I've never enjoyed spending money on alcohol or, or, or fast late night food. And I like to go to bed early and get up early. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. 
So I thought, where do I go daily? Well, I, I exercise, and I go to the grocery store a lot. Um, so I, I picked Ralph's store, and I went to the grocery store, and I said, I'm not going to leave until I have my loaf of bread and I have approached at least two women. Mm -hmm. And so I stopped counting at 100. And, ah. uh, and I told myself, like what, what uh, Susan Campbell says in Getting Real, which is a must-read, uh, I've read three of her books. Is um, is is face face to fear, and so I approached woman after woman. Sometimes just starting conversation, sometimes going for the number. But uh, okay, I, I just stop you for a second. Yeah. Give the guys some advice. How do you ask for a girl's number? Like if you if you saw a girl that you're interested in, how do you do that? That is a great question. Okay, I'm gonna break. I'm gonna break down what I do. Um, in the grocery store, I go up. I see a girl in in the aisle somewhere. I'll just watch her, which sounds weird, <laughs> but I'll try to um, uh, discover something about her. Um, it, we call it an observation. An observation intro. Hey, mm -hmm. I noticed you. You seem really serious while you were shopping. Or uh, I notice you like Rice Krispies. I love I Rice Krispies. I notice you like Rice Krispies. I <laughs> might say this, and I use this intro sometimes, and it was true. Wow, you caught my eye. It might be odd, but I wanted to come up and introduce myself and say hi. And, and sometimes they're taken aback, um, like, okay. And by the way, when I started this, it's going to be weird. Barack Obama says our, our country's going to get worse before it gets better. It's going to be weird. I walked up and I was shaking, nervous. <laughs> and girls would look at me like, you're insane. Um, but I tell you, after a while. So I would do an observation and I would just speak the truth. I never said I'm trying to approach women. But I, I did say, my goodness, you caught my attention. Or I, you, you were very... <laughs> You seem very serious right now, or you're in a hurry. Um, I, just an observation at some point was what I did. Mm -hmm. And that obviously led you to some positive results. Not really. <laughs> no. Because you got to imagine, I'm walking up and I'm thinking, I see the girl. I'm thinking, Here, here's what's running. Here's my inner dialogue. Oh, my God, I'm weird. Wow. <laughs> Uh, all my past experiences of she's going to turn me down, why in the world would she want to go out with me, all of that, you look like you're stupid, you're a guy approaching a girl. And, and so all of these thoughts are going to make it weird. Um, but after I would do the approach and I wouldn't die and I would say, Wes, good job. I would talk you didn't to my die. What? And say, good job, you did not die. Yeah, I didn't die. Right. Everything's okay. And then we started getting dates. Eventually, dates started happening, and then I would mess up on the date. <laughs> so, uh, but we progressed from there. Well, I mean, and, and, and I appreciate the fact, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that now. So you've gone over point, points three and points one. Point three is ask myself better questions. Not just what can I get, but... Mm -hmm. What can I offer her? How can I make her life better? And why do I want to connect with this person? Is it just physical? Because 
the last thing women on earth I've found want to be uh, related to as is are just their physical bodies. That's an aspect. I don't apologize for using <laughs> sight, right. uh, but it can't be the only thing. Right, right. And the point number um, one is face the fear. Face yeah. it. Okay. Now, um, I want to just kind of delve in detail about what you've already talked about in terms of facing the fear and um, also the fact that you um, you decided, you made an attempt, even though you knew that you had this sort of social anxiety and this shyness, you made an attempt to just talk to everybody. Yeah. Now, and, and it wasn't necessarily an end game. And that's what I think is, is, is a good way to approach this. If you just yeah. talk to people, just to have the conversation. I mean, my dad, God rest his soul, would talk to everybody. And he was he charmed everybody, and everybody liked him. And he just made it. He would find things to strike up a conversation with, and there was never any end game. It was just sort of that was the way that that he was. And so I had a really awesome teacher. So I've never had this issue of of, of social anxiety because I grew up with a man who was just like he would talk to anybody, you know. Yeah. But he did do this thing where he talked to everyone. When you talk to everyone without an end game, without an objective, except for the satisfaction that you were confident enough to be friendly with people, then you never know what can come out of it, right? You're so good. I had to, I did an interview recently with a, a girl named Krishna, a former runner at UCLA. And um, I immediately, that thought started running through my head, in game, result, let's get somewhere with this girl. It, it might be, maybe I can get her to kiss me. Maybe <laughs> I can get her, to, this is how I think. Maybe I, I can get something, some sort of validation for her to make me okay. Um, now, how do, you, how do you have that mindset? Here's how I work on that mindset. And I told Krishna this in my video. I said, Krishna, I started saying to myself, she's a person. She's not just a body. I don't need to get anywhere with her. She's not going to make me happy. Right? I, I believe, uh, Oprah, your, your, your cup must runneth over. Not someone else is going to fill you up. Right. Um, and I started telling myself, what can I offer this girl? Who is she? How can I? And, and, I, and that helps me not be result-oriented. Because I'm very result oriented, or in game. Most men are. Most men are. Most men are, are, are problem solvers. Most men want to like they see something, they want to you know figure out steps to try to get to you know where they want want to be. So it's you know it's pretty normal for me to hear that from you. Yeah, it, it's definitely it, it's helped to sit down, be quiet, and try and and I tell myself. What results has that got me in the past? I asked myself this question. Has that got me anywhere? Have I helped myself or the world? No! <laughs> you know, have I helped myself or the world by being dishonest? Never. It's right. never come out better for myself or how the other person thinks of me. And, um, go ahead. And, and here's another thing that I think... I'm coming up um, in here. We're getting close. I'm, I'm coming in. Go ahead. <laughs> Uh, one thing that I uh, want to sort of touch on how you say 
um, you know, how you can, you know, your approach is how can I help this person or how can I make this person's life richer? I think that that's, those are really good questions to ask because what it does is, you know, and this is sort of, you know, not altruistic because it is a sort of a manipulation tactic, but it works, is to appeal to a person's vanity. People love to talk about themselves. And if you're a shy person, and if you stumble on what things to say, you one tactic is to uh, let the other person do all the talking. Ask them questions. Be interested in what's going on with them. And people love to talk about themselves. Find out what their name is. And here's my, my rule. Find out what a person's name is and say it at least three times in a conversation. It makes them feel special. It makes them feel like you are. they are important to you. And um, when you ask these open-ended questions that don't lead to yes or no one-syllable yeah. one questions, then they do the talking and, and you can, it sort of helps you to relax because you're not always thinking about the next thing that you're going to say. You know what I mean? I, wa I read a book called Never Eat Alone. Have you heard of this, Chris? No, I haven't. It's amazing. It's a rev it changed my life. And that, that's point number two, by the way, is literature. Get books from people who have been through it. I've read 50 plus specifically about relations. So that's number three is literature. And I learned this technique about really listening and getting into another person's world. I took it too far because I had woman after woman and guy say, I feel like I'm being interviewed, Wes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I took it too far. It uh, is a hard, it is, it, it, it is a, 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 an art. I've actually gotten good at it. But you've got to listen, but also uh, do some revealing about yourself. It can't be just pepper people with questions. But I'll tell you this: uh, there was uh, my former housemate, who I learned so much from. He moved on. He moved to Texas. Uh, a friend of mine from high school uh, did a lot of personal work on himself, and he's so pow. He walks around powerfully, and we had uh, I um, had a girl from the Philippines. And uh, she came over, and I learned from how he would interact with her. He goes, Philippines, interesting. And so uh, he starts asking her about, you know, what was your experience there? What kind of foods? What's the difference? And he is a, such a naturally curious person. He Googled the area in the Philippines where she said she lived. He did a little research, and next time she was over, he mentioned that. And she goes, yeah, and they connected because... He, he put it on her, like you said, and he got interested in her world. And I thought, brilliant. And, uh, and, and he actually cared. I was like, wow, he, he's not just trying to look good. He really cares uh, yes. about her. It has, it has to come from a genuine experience. space. Say that again? It has to come from a genuine space. It does. Yes. Yeah. There was a guy the other day uh, who told me um, he wanted his girl to go camping. And... And I thought, you care. That's so sweet of you. You want to, her to expand because um, sometimes I have trouble caring because I'm only worried about Wes. <laughs> so to, 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 that's a great point is to think about, is, is to let them take the ball and run with it. Absolutely. Yeah. And people, like I said, 
especially in LA, people love talking about themselves. Don't we? <laughs> this is true. It's a California thing. I mean, it really is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it, it's one of those things where um, you know you have to allow people to you know. Uh, communicate and don't think that you have to always have something else to say or that you you need to come up with the the, the next you know thing to say um, now here's another thing too I actually looked this up this this uh, this topic up on the shyness research Institute have you did you know there was such a thing now I'm, I'm glad it exists uh, I didn't know though it's from the Indiana University Southwest, the, Science, the Shyness Research Institute, and they give a few tips, and um, I'm going to just, you know, shoot them out there, and yeah. um, we could kind of talk about them. And uh, what's funny is that the thing that you said about going to the grocery store, the number one thing that they said to overcome behavioral deficits and shyness was practice what to say and do and start small start small with very small talk getting your feet wet that means talking to everybody shy people often report they have trouble talking with people they have just met particularly those to whom they might feel attracted a strategy for helping shy people to overcome this inhibition is to start with relatively non-threatening situations and very small talk at a mall, museum, political rally, sports events. So, you know, it's right along the lines of, um, you know, what what you said. Um, I have read that like a, a cashier, start the, the conversation with the cashier, the, the waitress, anybody, wherever you need to start. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, and I think when you have the attitude that there's, again, no end game, that you're just kind of trying to, you know, get yourself out there, then you become more comfortable. And when it comes to rejection, um, I'm just going to give a little background information. Okay. Um, I'm a former publicist. And as a publicist, I mean, we're basically sales people for other people. <laughs> so we're selling, you know, the people who we represent to media outlets and one thing that they taught me was that you have to just be okay with somebody saying no and understand that it's not necessarily something you need to take personally, that there are a variety of reasons why somebody would reject something that you have to offer, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to do with the fact that you have some deficit in some way. Like, you have to go in with thinking that not every every rejection is towards you personally and maybe it's not about you but it's about whatever is going on with that person at the time you know if it's me and I'm trying to pitch you know an attorney who specializes in you know IPOs and this you know the reporter covers you know gardening they're not going to be interested they're going to say no you know what I mean so it's kind of like people there's lots of reasons why people say no and it doesn't necessarily mean they're saying no because they are rejecting you as a person does that make sense yeah and I've had that self-talk before I understand this principle and what I, I will what goes on in my head especially in the beginning stages of this work was Wes it may not be personal there's 
other thing, and I went, yes, it's personal. You suck. <laughs> so it's a battle, but as as that self-talk uh, continues to improve, I'm able to truly, uh, in many cases, believe that to be the case and wish them well on their journey. Now, tell me something. With the whole advent of social media, people who are normally shy and awkward in social situations have sort of found their footing in that they feel like they can be more free and more the anonymity allows them to be able to accept rejection a little bit better but what happens sometimes is that people who are so comfortable with the online setting may not necessarily feel as comfortable translating that uh, confidence and assuredness um, offline. So, do you have some advice for, for people who are like awesome online, but then they get offline and they're like, uh, you know what I mean? Because it's like, wow, you were awesome on Skype or you were awesome on instant message, but now, you know? Yes. I, I, t I said once in a video, uh, I said, look, you can't always we can't always hide behind a computer right it, when, when we're typing on a computer I have time or a text to formulate who I want to be okay and that's just not gonna cut it in person and right. um, there's there's nothing I think I think to folks who are content to hide out behind a computer to, to do the Facebook ask out Am I right about this, Chris? Women might not respect that as much as uh, I'm coming up to you in person. Hey, you're interesting. I want to get to know you. What do you say? Yeah. And uh, I mean, isn't that more isn't that more masculine and, and and something you would be attracted to as to starting an email conversation every time? Right. I mean, honestly, the confidence and you know it goes back to um, confidence and a, a man who has control over his person and confidence in himself is exceedingly sexy and sometimes it doesn't translate well um, via com the computer screen and sometimes people are they have a lot more confidence behind a computer screen than actually in person but I think for women like me who really appreciate a masculine man we definitely prefer the, you know, hello, I, you know, I find you attractive. I would like to get to know you better. You know, I, that impresses me, actually, because, um, you know, it's not the whole, hey, baby, hey. You know, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> like, that's a turnoff to me. But I remember being in the mall once, and there was a guy, um, and you have to understand, too, I live in Temecula, which is like, very family friendly like there's not a lot of single people and you know so this guy was really taking a risk he followed me clear across the mall and he said excuse me miss white guy kind of looks like you he has a hair, hair shave too he's like excuse me miss I was just wondering are you are you married I, I find you you know very attractive and I was like yes I'm married but I love your game and I love that you had the confidence to come and talk to me and if I weren't married I would give you my number 
I mean, I, it was I, so, you know what I mean? I love that story, and I give him kudos for, for going after it. Uh, I've had that um, happen to me where I've been so straightforward. I said, I walked up to a girl once, and I said, I'm nervous, but I had to come and say hi, and uh, I, I want to get to know you, it, something along that line. And she goes, you're so adorable. I've got a boyfriend. Otherwise, I would. And right. let me tell you this, too. A girl did this to me that I was not attracted to, and she came up, and she was just like, oh, my, you're so adorable. You're so cute. She was just very complimentary, and um, and, and she and I wasn't initially attracted, but she wasn't result-oriented, right? She wasn't looking for an end game. She let me know how she felt. I didn't. I didn't feel the same, and she was cool with it. Okay, I'll see you. How it going? Hey, cutie. You know, fun. And over time, I was like, this girl's Wait gorgeous. Like it won me over that right. that that confidence. Yes, yes. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, and I was just talking about this on a video. People who, you know, you think aesthetically maybe are not your type, but then you get to know them, and oh. you you see their personality or you see something and then they become attractive to you. So, you know, I, I think that it's sometimes worth, you know, exploring and to challenge yourself to maybe um, think differently or go in a different way or maybe do something differently. Like with women who are like, well, you know, this guy is not really my type. Well, you know, maybe just explore it because people can surprise you you know pleasantly surprise you very much so you can look at a, a, a date or sometimes I do as a date it's not a marriage it's a date spend an evening with another person make them laugh maybe I'll gain something from how they live and um, and, and more can turn into it but but you're saying Chris, be, be open, and I like yeah, that. Definitely, definitely, yeah. definitely be open. Now, okay, so I have to, I know that I'm going to be asked this question yeah. by, my, my, by my viewers, so I'm going to, to switch gears here because I want to know um, what was it that developed your preference for dating black women? Like what was it about black women that that attracts you because you know there's still a lot of black women who have a hard time believing that anybody other than black men are interested in them uh, great question and I'll tell you I, I was thinking about this today and I've got a couple theories alright um, did you know that if we don't like somebody if I don't like someone, it's generally because I think that they don't like me. Yeah. So, so you want to sort of reject that person before they reject you. If I'm like, I don't like this person, generally, a lot of times it's because I think, real or perceived, they don't like me. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that black women have always liked me. Uh, maybe <laughs> there's been an acceptance for my creepy, flawed ways, uh, 
that perhaps when I was younger white white women didn't um, didn't go for because I was thinking back about this in Tennessee there were not at my school many black women but I was intrigued that's the second thing I was intrigued because there mm -hmm. was a divide there was mm -hmm. a bit of a divide I remember there was a group of black women and there were there was one in, in my high school that I was just curious about I thought man I was just attracted why I don't know why do I why am I attracted to the color blue or, uh, or, or uh, why are we, I don't know, but there was a curiosity. Uh, mm -hmm. But the other thing is, when I look back, there have been black women who have come up to me. I moved to Georgia in my 20s, and when I was in Georgia, I remember black women approaching me, and it gave me some level of a confidence. And um, so the answer being, I think because they've liked me, you got to, <laughs> you know that's a that's a good point. That is a really good point because you, you know, I, I and I make the, I use that as my um, as an encouragement to the women who um, uh, who who follow me is that you should go where you fit in, go where you're celebrated, and. Mm -hmm. If you know men of other races are you know interested in you, you go where you feel like you're being appreciated and loved and made to feel attractive, and um, that's perfectly legitimate. That black women saw you and they were like, "Hey." <laughs> yeah, I I always was curious about that. I was like, because uh, I I went to to funny. My dad is funny. And I developed, I realized at some point, I have a good sense of humor, and people respond to it. Mm -hmm. but, but I didn't develop past that, and that's where women would tune out after a few dates. They're like, I'm not seeing the real you. You're making, here we are, you're making jokes. Um, but, but I think maybe black women responded to a goofy, uh, lanky white guy. <laughs> and, uh, and, and plus, we've talked about this on my channel. Are black women curvier? I, here's what I know. I know that uh, I, I'm attracted to shape. I'm attracted to shape. The bone density in black women is different than white. I, I don't know if that perception's real, but I, I notice black women. We'll just put it like that. <laughs> you notice that booty walking by, huh? <laughs> I do. I do. And, and again, I have to tell myself, appreciate the booty walking by and get to know the person uh, it, within the booty. <laughs> now, have you um, have you something very strange is happening on my computer right now? Sorry. Um, no. Have you? What's it been like what, dating in the South in Tennessee? Now, I've always I've heard from people who live there that um, it's difficult still to to date interracially in places like Tennessee. Was it difficult for you? Like, were people like, mm, what's, what's doing? Or Well, the first girl I dated interracially was in college. I went to University of Tennessee, and uh, I don't think I told anybody about it. Not, not that um, – I, I just didn't I, – I don't know why. I didn't really share it. I didn't share much of my personal world with, with other people. Um, I want to think about this. You're saying, is it more difficult to, to date interracially in the South than it would be here in Los Angeles? Yes. 
You know what? I don't know. Just speaking from my experience, uh, my my all of my history is based on actually authentically connecting with people. So in, in my experience, I've had trouble dating black or white women in the South or in California uh, until I started doing this work. But I, I don't know. Maybe some of your viewers might have more insight. I do know that some of my guests believe that, um, you know, the type of guy, you know, the, the, one, one guest said, you know what, black guys aren't interested in marriage. That's, that's what one of my black guests on my show said. Mm -hmm. And, and um, um, another girl came up and responded and said, maybe it's the, the, the region where you live, or maybe it's the group of people type that you associate with in the region. Do you right. follow? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm not sure. What, what's your experience there, Chris? I think that there is probably a little bit more of a challenge in dating um, in certain regions. What I find is that, I don't know what it is about the water, but like places on the coast, you know, New York and Florida and California, I guess everybody's happy to be by the beach. And they all love each other. Um, those relationships seem to be, you know, uh, having interracial relationships seems to, seems to um, be a little bit easier. Um, I think the South, it's just the history. I think that there's still, um, you know, it's this whole North versus South and, right. you know, the legacy of slavery and racism and Jim Crow. I mean, we can't negate that. Um, those issues have caused uh, a divide racially. And so, um, did you have something to say? You're right. I think there is more of a divide, as I think about it, in the South. When, uh, one of the, the church churches I went to here, a melting pot. When you go to my church in the, the, the South, the Southern Baptist Bible Belt, all white. Mm -hmm. So... Um, there's a little bit more of a split, and it's kind of white connects with white, black with black, and um, I, and maybe some of those, you know, when you really think about it, uh, not racism, but the idea that you you stay with your own, right? More of a tribalism. Probably exists much stronger in the South than it would here in, in a, a kind of a more contemporary, uh, diverse city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I don't, I mean, <laughs> I'm a California girl. I was born and raised, and um, but going and visiting other parts of the region, my brother lives in, in Atlanta, Georgia, and, um, you know, I remember the first time I went to go visit him, I asked a guy, I asked a white man, you know, excuse me, do you know the time? And mm -hmm. I know he heard me, I know he saw me, but he just ignored me. He just Where was this? Going. This is in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this man heard me, asked him a question politely, and he just ignored me because, probably because I was black, and he doesn't talk to black people. Or, he was or, a little overwhelmed by your beauty. Yeah, sure. That's what it was. Totally <laughs> blown away by my beauty. Well, I'm looking at you right but, now. I'm looking at you right now, and I'm saying to myself, "My gosh, you've got amazing skin." You're, oh, thank you. You're you're beaming. 
Oh, thank you. I grow my own vegetables, and it's all the greens. That's why I try to encourage women and men, eat your greens. I'm 41 years old, and nobody knows. <laughs> what did you eat today? Just give me a I'm – into, I'm into food, too. What did you eat today? Oh, I'm so glad you asked me that. Um, okay, so I – the first thing I had today was a green smoothie, and um, – uh, it's important for me. I I, I um, always have protein, and I um, right now I'm using a, a Vega. Have you heard of Vega? The protein. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Vega has a, a chai tea or chai latte flavored, and I don't. Um, it only has two grams of sugars, which I'm excited about because I don't, you know, consume a lot of sugars in my diet. Yeah. So I go out to my garden, and I get some Bordeaux spinach. I get um, some kale. I get some beet greens. Um, I get uh, some romaine lettuce. All things that I've grown, and um, I, you know, bundle it up together and I put it in my green smoothie. So that is what I eat. And then for lunch, because we live still in live in California, I still have my summer vegetables that are still giving me fruit. So I had roasted eggplant and green beans. Um, yeah, and it, with a little olive oil, salt, and Parmesan cheese, and so that was my that was my lunch. But it's it's great because my 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 little garden feeds me. Oh, that is amazing! That, I love it. I gotta have one of those. It's been the last year for me where I started studying what what is uh, GMO, what really is happening, uh, what am I really putting my mouth? Yes. What what's inside? I heard a lady say it was a box and a bag. If it's processed with a box and a bag inside, stay away from it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's yeah, sugars it. are. Yes. Like the processed sugar is so unnatural. Yes. And, and, uh, and some of these bad oils like uh, cottonseed and, and whatnot. And, Corn uh, oil. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I want a garden. I'm, you make me yeah, – I'm inspired. Good. You, you, if you, even if you have a little patio, if it's you have a sunny patio, you can garden with pots. I, is that a challenge, Chris? That is a challenge. Okay, accepted. Accepted. 2015, I'm going to grow something, be it tomatoes. You should. Yeah. I think you should grow. Okay, you live in Santa Monica. Do you have a patio? I do. It's small, but I got one. Okay, so I want you to grow some some spin some some salad greens in a pot. All right, I'm writing and, this down. I'm and and in February I want you to get a tomato plant because it's still too cold. In February, get a tomato because that's a high yield fruit. I I think that if you have a small space, you should get things that give you a high yield. So tomatoes give you a high yield. Eggplants do pretty good, giving you high high yield, and also sweet peppers. And salad greens are good too because that you cut and come, they cut and come back. You know what that means? They cut and uh, they'll, they'll replenish. Yes, yes. That so was salad cut, green. It, it it activates a thing where they think an animal is eating them, so that it grows. It it grows more when you cut wow. it. There's something about growing your own food, taking care of something. That's just connected with, with, with land, so to speak. Yes. And, you know, my dad, I grew up on a farm in Friendsville, Tennessee, and my dad would grow squash, and, and uh, we had strawberries and some of these things. And I 
now see the value. Um, Absolutely. And it's not just the, the the returns; it's cultivating, taking care of it. There's. It's. I mean, and here's the thing: like, I, I get so excited about it. I'm such a garden nerd, but like, I um, I have a compost bin, and so you know, the things from last season that are done. I dig them up and put them in the compost bin, and after a few months, they um, they they go back to a soil. We turn it so it's just a circle. The things you know, that I wouldn't that be attractive to? I bring a girl, and I'm single. I I got out of a relationship this year that I was in most of the year, and but wouldn't it be impressive to a girl if she comes over and I'm fully passionate about this garden? If I'm yes. like, look at this, you're going to eat some homegrown tomatoes, and I'm just happy to share it and live in that world with her. Yes, oh absolutely. I mean, and you eat a salad that you grew yourself. Yeah. It's on. It's <laughs> on. For me, if that would have been me, I'd been like, okay. Okay, Wes. Let's go. <laughs> you know, when you tell me that, that makes me, that's attractive, a super attractive quality to me. Even even just from a friendship standpoint, you know, when you talk to me about your own garden and you're up to this and you're passionate about it and you're healthy, boy, that's attractive. Yeah, I think, and and that's another thing too that I, I try to encourage people is that you have to have a have a passion, have a hobby, have something that you get excited about, and then you know, and as as you know, circling back to being a shy person, if you have a life, if you're doing something that's interesting and you're passionate about it, you light up. Like when people talk to me about gardening, did you see how I just was like? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I noticed it. I love it. So I feel like. If there's if there's something that you're passionate about, it's it's a way to communicate with other people and to show a side of yourself that's energetic and 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 has a, a zest for for something and a passion for something. So I definitely think that you know that's a good thing. Guess what? We have somebody who joined us, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Yo. Hi. <laughs> Kevin is part of our um part of our Beyond Black and White private Google Plus group. Um, he's comfortable. Yes, he is. He's very comfortable. And like you, he also has a preference for black women. And um, what do you think about the conversation that we've had so far? You think it's, you, What do you think? Well, man, I think for people who are shy, I think it's good advice. I mean, both ways. The, the confidence thing goes both ways. I think women find men that are confident, sexy, and um, I know I find a woman with confidence sexy. It's It's... It's nice to be know someone who's self-assured, and they know they have a. It's like I guess the purpose mm -hmm. they, they they want. I, I just think that's, you know, I I found that extremely attractive in a woman. Do you do you guys find that that's what you guys are attracted to about black women, and that we have you know that we're a little bit maybe more just generally more outspoken. We kind of. Tell you like a TIE is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll give you the first go. Is it Jacob? Kevin. No, it's Kevin. Kevin. Go ahead, Kevin. Yeah, I I mean, because I, I'm, I'm one that I don't, I, I, I hate to generalize everyone. And when the women that I've dated, I can say, yes, they've been that way. But I have met women that, black women that weren't that way. So I can't say that that's exactly why, but I just, I don't know. I think 
because I mean studies have shown that as far as women who are submissive, I think Asian is number one, followed by white women, and I think the fact of the black woman being more of a challenge is something that um, I know me personally I, I appreciate. What about you, Kevin? I mean, I'm sorry. What about what about you, Wes? Yeah, it, Kevin spoke very well there. He said, "I hate to generalize, but if I'm going to generalize, <laughs> I, I would say there is a bit of a stereotype for a reason that that black women can step up and say, uh, speak that they're passionate about something. It, it it could be an attraction. It could be uh, it, anything." But but that's always a turn on for me. And please do not take this the wrong way, swirlers. <laughs> White women, I've met some amazing. And, and my experience is a little bit different because maybe I've spent more time with black women. But I also have had white girlfriends, and uh, they there's some who have who have been amazing, right? Uh, it's extremely um, uh, outspoken and not outspoken, but but who. Say what they mean and ex and express their desire and appreciation. And I, I think that that works well too for men who are just like I want to know where I stand. I want to know like what do you think of me? Are you you know are we friends? Are we going somewhere? And you know maybe a black woman is going to be more forthright with you know how she feels about you and you know where she thinks this is going. What do um, you think? What do you think, Chris? Is that true? Um, I think that I have, am always like I've always been pretty honest um, about you know my attraction or lack thereof, um, but I do appreciate a persistent man. So mm -hmm. even if I say, you know, I don't know about you, you know, I don't know, you're not really, you know, kind of what. But if he's persistent, not stalkerish, but if he's like, you know, I'm a you're challenging me. I'm going to prove to you that, you know, I'm worth getting to know. Like, to me, that's sexy. Because I'm like, what is it about this guy that I need to know, you know, that is making him so convinced that I need to know him, too? I love that. As I got more confident, uh, if even if I were rejected, I remember saying it doesn't have to change a thing between us. But I'm super attracted, and if the girl and the, and there have been girls who I loved uh, when they said, "Not into you, but thanks," and uh, and and there would be a playful banter if I saw or talked to them again. I would say, "I would invite you to do this, but you're gonna really fall hard for me." So <laughs> I and I would keep a, a flirtatious banter going, and and that has um, I used to, if the girl said no, done. Mm -hmm. um, but if I can keep it light and not be in results oriented and still flirt and have fun, th like you said, they can change their tune. That's right. Women, we change our minds all the time. That's our, it's our right. Well, you guys, it's I can't believe that it's gone so quickly this hour. It's been like a really great conversation, and um, we've had about like 40 people on average listening to the live show, and then lots of people afterwards. So I want to just kind of um, uh, I want to reintroduce you to my audience, you guys. This is Wes Murphy, and he is the emotional warrior. Right. And um, you guys should look him up and subscribe. He is so adorable, and you guys all know now that he's single. 
<laughs> All you black ladies out there living in California, he's out here and he's available. Um, so I'm glad that we got a chance to talk. You're absolutely, you're actually very handsome. I gotta say, I was like, yeah. All right, you can be on my show. <laughs> Thank you so much. I love that. Um, okay, so what's next for you? Um, what, where do you see your 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 YouTube channel going in the you know in 2015? What should we? What? Why should we be following you? Goodness, uh, you know what? The year number one is. I started it this year and I asked myself the question, can I, one, am I passionate about it and two, what what will people think? So I tinkered around with some of my strength. I was like, I do a Matthew McConaughey impersonation. I'm like, maybe we'll do some McConaughey, some jokes. You do? Okay, well, I need to see. Can I well, see? Ask, ask McConaughey a question. Okay, Matthew McConaughey, um, why, um, why did you take so long to get married? So when it, I exude the pheromones <laughs> of the world, <laughs> take a little time for that pheromone to reach the scent of a woman. Oh my God! That is love. Off, the, off we go. It works right here. It doesn't so much work as a video. And I got to be honest, I didn't think. Uh, I, I, I thought it didn't drive me. It didn't drive me to keep going. Uh, what does drive me is relationships. So come February, um, I'm still playing with my format a little bit, uh, but I'm going to ask the questions. Uh, probably I'm going to copy some of your channel because you've covered so much. My goodness. Um, I, but I, I want to talk about what people care about. and. You said that you get very excited, Chris, when you log in and you check in with your community. Yes. It's a tribe. I yes. know these these folks by name, uh, what they what they're up to for Thanksgiving and what's going on. So when you follow me, one our, our content's going to be driven by you, the emotional warrior viewer. All right. Uh, and two, it's going to be a community. All right. Well, I'm excited. We are going to definitely do this again. And since I know that you live close, um, maybe we can do some collaborations in person. So. I would love to do that. And I'll tell you what, the two videos I've got coming up, one is interracial dating and money. I've got ah. a foot five boxer who says, dude, money's very sensitive for me. I don't like to spend it. And I'm going to do an interview with him. And then I'm going to ask people, I'm going to talk about interracial dating in college. Uh, I've got a student lined up and who's going to tell me what that's like. We're going to go to Santa Monica College. And then I'm asking people. My alma mater, I went there before I went to Loyola. Cool. It's a cool school. <laughs> yes. And the final thing, uh, I'm going to, I didn't get a chance to film this today, but I want to ask, how do you, uh, how do you reject someone? Okay, we talked about being bold to ask out, but I want to find out how women or guys uh, re reject the initial approach. It's going to help me, so I hope it's beneficial for y'all as well. Right. Okay, guys, so this was our Google Chat, and thank you again, Wes. You were amazing, and I hope all you shy people got something out of this conversation, and I'm going to be expecting that you learn something. There will be a quiz afterwards. <laughs> Kevin and I are coming to try some of your veggies.
Yes, that... that's right. Well, actually, you live close enough, so if we ever collab, I will bring you a gift from my garden, a basket full of goodies. Oh, that'd be a treat. <laughs> and Kevin, thank you for joining us in the last, you know, few minutes. All right. Thank All right. You. Well, check me out next Friday. I don't know what the topic is. It's always a surprise, especially <laughs> for me. I'll see you guys again next Friday. Bye. Bye now.